everybody. Welcome to the OETA Movie Club podcast. My name is Jeff Mareva. I'm the director of the show, and I'm here with the host, Mr. Robert Birch. Hey, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great today. Good. We've got a great film. We do. May the Schwartz be with you, my friend. <laughs> the Schwartz be with you. Um, <laughs> so if you didn't guess it from that, we're showing Spaceballs, the movie. Spaceballs. So um, it's a great comedy, Mel Brooks comedy. Uh-huh. Um, from 1987. 87. And, uh, One year before the movie club began. That's right. That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah, and we're about to celebrate 35 years. Wow. Next Where year. Where does the time go? I know. Next year will be the 35th anniversary <laughs> of the movie club. I know. It's crazy. Um, wow. So as we do, we come into your house each week. We show these great classic movies and obviously some newer movies. And uh, each Saturday night at 9, Friday nights at 11, we repeat. And uh, on OETA, on the main channel, OETA HD. Uh-huh. And um, again, Spaceballs the Movie is our movie for this week. and um, Directed by Mel Brooks. Directed in Mel yeah. Starring John Candy, Rick Moranis, Bill Pullman, Daphne Zanega. And, you know, it's uh, obviously... John Rivers. Oh, yes. Yeah, John, got, John got, Rivers. Yeah. Um, um, Dick Van Patten. Ooh, he's good. Yeah, Dick, I'm know. big. I'm big. Dick Van Patten. Yeah, I mean, way yeah. back. Yeah, you've got some great, great people in this movie. <laughs> he's also okay. Dick Van Patten is also in uh, a great science, another science fiction classic, uh, Soylent Green. Yeah, yeah. He plays like one of the guys that works at the place where they, um, you know, you you can euthanize yourself. Right. And then they take the bodies, and you know, spoiler alert: Silent Green is is people. <laughs> and uh, uh, Charlton H- is one scene where uh, Edward G. Robinson is is being euthanized, and and they close it up, and they play all these beautiful images of what Earth used to look like with uh, some Beethoven over right. it. And uh, Charlton Heston wants to see and talk to uh, Edward G. Robinson one last time. And, he's, and Dick Van Patten says, no, you can't do that. And he, he grabs him by the throat <laughs> and <laughs> says, I'll kill you if you don't open that curtain. You know, and, and uh, it was Dick Van Patten's best role. Some people say eight is enough. I think uh, the Soylent Green. Yeah, no, it, it, it is a great part. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It is. I mean, it really is. He's a great actor. No, uh, he's not. What? No, come on. Come on. Okay. No. I'm sorry. A couple uh, of weeks ago, it was Marilyn Monroe that we got down I know, on. I, I guess know. Dick Van Patten. Is, Dick Van uh, Patten. Sorry. Um, no. You're sorry, Dick Van Patten. Sorry, man. If you're listening. If you're listening. Peace. <laughs> um, rest in peace, my friend. So this uh, is, a, yeah, this is a spoof so on this is a the spoof. Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, set it up a little bit. That's it, pretty much, well, sure. you just pretty much did. It's a Star Wars right. spoof. And, well, he uh, did the Western, you know, Western spoof, which is Blazing Saddles. Right. And uh, the silent movie, the silent, um, uh, of course, that self-explanatory, um, horror genre with Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein, yeah. And, you know, now here was Space, Space uh, the, uh, the Star Wars yep. saga. And, man, George Lucas... Loved this script in this movie. Right. Like he apparently read the script, fell in love with it. Not only did he give permission for Mel Brooks to parody all things Star Wars, but he actually offered for his production company, Industrial Light and Industrial Magic, Industrial Light and Magic, to come in and do all the special mm. effects to help out in any way they could. And lent uh, the Millennium Falcon for yes. one scene. Yes. Yep. The Millennium Falcon is a, makes a cameo appearance. If you uh, take a close look at the exterior shot of the Space Diner, uh-huh. there's several space vehicles right. parked outside, and it's it's amongst those uh-huh. vehicles. 
And there's um, even a, a scene, actually, a, a take the scene that was shot for Star Wars. Right. That was, uh, it's what, like a, a escape pod or something? It's an escape pod. There's an a, the escape pod launch sequence. Um, it's an unused clip from Star Wars <laughs> Episode Four. But, they yeah. Did, yeah, they didn't use it. So they didn't use here it. You so go, here you go. Put it you in go there. Use it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, um, but, yeah, the, the, the only thing that George Lucas stipulated was no merchandise. Right. Which, of course, is the whole funny bit of yogurt and the people, they, all they do is create merchandise uh-huh, in the movie, uh-huh. you know. Even showing the movie. the movie before it's released. Exactly, yeah, which is a great bit. I mean, that is, <laughs> you know, it's probably, it's dated now, you know, with the VHS and everything. Uh-huh. But, man, when I saw that the first time, I laughed myself If stupid. you look on the shelf in that scene, uh, there's several Mel Brooks films. Right. You know, light of the VHS tapes lined up and on the spines you see, you know. Uh, yep. Uh, there's yeah. also Young Frankenstein yeah. and Blazing Yeah, and, there, uh-huh. and there's also um, Friday the 13th, 1 through 20 something. <laughs> and Rocky, 1 through 12. <laughs> A prediction. <laughs> A prediction of. Um, but yeah. Um, that could still come true. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> um, so this has two of my favorite com- comedic actors, John Candy. Uh-huh. And Rick Moranis. Both of SCTV fame. SC, yep. Love them from that. Yep. And uh, John Candy, of course, you know, tragically Brilliant. lost him too, way too yeah. young. But, uh, you know, one of my favorite lines of his is when he jumps up and he says, oh, that's going to leave a mark. And that, I just read that that was completely improvised. <laughs> like, no, that was not in the script in any way, shape, or form. He came up with those. Yeah, you know, he did it a lot in yeah. uh, SCTV. He has these little asides that you know were just yeah. him. Yeah. You know, and, Continues all the way through his career, you know, planes, trains, and automobiles, and and yeah. uh, Uncle Buck, and and uh, all these great, great films that yeah. he just, you know, you oh, put him yeah. in front of the camera, he he'll go. Yeah, uh, but yeah, apparently he and Rick Moranis ad libbed a lot. Um, the scene where Dark Helmet is playing with his dolls um, was actually right. not in the screenplay. Uh-huh. Um, writer, producer, and director. Mel Brooks came up with the idea on the set and told Rick Moranis to have fun with it, and he uh-huh. just improvised, improvised, and that's what made it into the movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and Rick Moranis uh, recommended John Candy for this role. Yes. Yeah, he did. Which is, you know, like the Wookiee uh, role. Right. Yeah, he's a big dog. Yeah. Uh, and the dog, uh, you know, his dog has a big circle around one eye, like Petey from the, right. uh, the Our uh, Gang yep. uh, serials. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and... and Reading about how that costume that John Candy was in, how it was controlled and operated, because it was, it had moving parts, uh-huh. and um, he didn't control all the moving parts. <laughs> he he controlled the tail and something else, uh-huh. and then there was other operators with remotes controlling the ears the and which ears. way they wiggled and turned and everything. And then there was also someone else, maybe someone else controlled the tail. Maybe that's what uh-huh. it was. But yeah, it, it was. It took three people to. Work that costume, uh-huh. and John Candy, which is brave on his part because you know that could affect the comedic performance, right? right? Especially the well, ears. Yeah. Well, according to Mel Brooks, they the department, the uh, costume department, when they first came up with the their first suggested costumes, were completely masked. Like the face was completely masked. Oh. And Mel Brooks is saying, "Well, then why am I?" You know, why am I hiring John Candy if I can't even see his face? Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, the That's first. That's a bad idea. Yeah. That would be terrible. So that was nixed right, yeah. right away, you can good. imagine. Uh, but yeah, apparently this the first I, the first Who would rendering of the costume idea? had a complete face over it. No. Yeah. No. 
So, but uh, um, I think the fact the the John the Sir John Sir John uh-huh. hurt. Um, I think that's, yeah, yeah, I think that's a very funny story. If you want to, uh, well, okay, so uh, they hired John Hurt. You know, they're going to do a, not hired a, him, not well, talked him into coming and doing yeah, a free what, cameo. Why don't you do a free cameo <laughs> and and then basically it's a total parody, uh, you know, a real scene, yeah, uh, of him, re, you know, re. Uh, re, uh, revisiting uh, the scene from Alien with the right. chest burst, chest bursting yeah. scene. Yep. And so after you know, being there for the day, shooting this little cameo, he's thinking, oh, "You know, I should have, uh, I should have charged for I this. Should ask for a salary. I yeah. need to talk to my agent." <laughs> yeah. yeah, Mel Brooks asked you to do a cameo. <laughs> you should know that. Uh, yeah, you're gonna. But I it. love that. You know, the spoiler, right? That uh, you know, it, it, the chest burster pops out, and then it's. Michigan J. Frog, right? Yeah. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I want to talk about this uncredited gorilla <laughs> that is in the movie. Because if you look at the credits of this movie, right. you're going to find that an ape was played by Michael York. Michael York. He never, just, he's never in this movie. No. <laughs> and he's tried for years to get that off of off like of his, his resume. Off yeah. Of his, yeah. IMDB page yeah, or exactly. whatever. Right. And <laughs> but yeah, yeah. They, I think that's so funny. Just, they just, in the credits, they just would put random <laughs> ape, Michael York, you know, and it's, it's like, brilliant. It's though. brilliant. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, they're scratching their heads later. You know, they, you know, I'm sure he got a call from his agent going, did you do a... a, a <laughs> right, exactly. Did, did you, you play an ape in this? You know, I didn't get paid. I didn't get my 10% for that. You know. But again, we can't prove it. Yeah. All we know is that he said it wasn't him. He says it wasn't. It was, it was yeah. Him. You never know. He was in Logan's Run. He was in <laughs> the Three Musketeers, right, yeah. in the 70s. Logan's Run is what I know him from. Uh-huh. I don't really know. I can't really yeah. think of anything else. He's the blonde guy of, in Logan's yeah. Run. Yeah. But... Uh, um, so going back to Rick Moranis, and we were talking about some of his improv- improvisation and everything. And uh-huh. um, so I think it's funny if you watch and really pay attention. Anytime the mask is down, the dark helmet, Darth Vader mask is down, his voice gets really deep, <laughs> and then he raises up the mask, and it's just a normal voice. And, you know, it's like, <laughs> and it's just so funny that I don't know, man. Just little stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, he came up with that. Up. Bit. That was that was Rick Moranis's idea. Yeah. And you know they said it. it uh, he sounded a little bit like David Prowse, who who played the Darth Vader, character, the the physical character. Right. Right. It's James Earl Jones as the voice. voice. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. But what's really funny is they were comparing him to uh, to him and, and saying, you know, the the Darth Vader character, like costume and everything like that. He's he's six foot six in that thing, and Rick uh-huh. Moranis is like five foot four or something, and <laughs> <laughs> even in his helmet thing, he's it it like five foot six even with a helmet. helmet and boots <laughs> and boots. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, but yeah, it's just a funny movie. I, the Joan Rivers doesn't get a lot of credit for this movie, and I I think the Dot Matrix She's character is pretty great. In yeah. It. yeah, I mean, it's nothing, you know. It's it's. I've always liked her. I've know? always liked her. She yes. got kind of a raw deal. She you did. Know? She did. Uh, first by Carson, you know, and then right. Really, E Entertainment kind of squeezed all the last bit of yeah. you know whatever out of. And her, I mean, but. I love Johnny Carson. I'm a huge uh-huh. Johnny Carson fan. But why do you? Why would you get mad at someone for getting their own show? There must have been more to that story than because I mean, she must have really kind of 
either did it in a bad way or he just was jaded about it or something. Cause yeah, yeah, well, yeah. But, uh, he wouldn't details. announce that she was going to be his successor. Right. And so she went and secretly, yeah. I think he wanted her to come and kiss his ring. Uh, okay. And and or you know just tell him right, right. in advance I'm going to do this. Yeah. And she didn't do it. He thought it was a major um, stab in the back. Oh. Okay. Well, so, so that's more details than I know. Ah, than I knew. So yeah. now I know. <laughs> um, let's sorry. talk. About, no, that's fine. That's great. <laughs> yeah. um, that's what this this is for. Oh, those little right. po- those little Behind tidbits that no one knows. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about some of the people who were originally thought of in some of these roles because. Right. Bill Pullman was brought in late. He right. was kind of one of the later cast. Well, members. he wasn't really well known. He wasn't well known at the time. He, yeah. he hadn't been in Independence Day. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah. James Kahn was the original person they wanted to get loan, for Lone Star. Yeah. James Kahn. James Kahn. Okay. I, that just wouldn't have worked for me, I don't think. Uh, you know, I, he, maybe I, he could have made it work. I, I, I would, I, yeah. you know, I'd like to see, you know, what it would have looked like. Yeah. Or the other two, right? Um, Oh, Who yeah. was it? You had, well, you had Steve Martin originally. For Colonel the, Sanders. Colonel Sanders. And, um, but for Lone Star, uh, it was also Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise and Tom Hanks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he really tried to get Tom Cruise. In, uh, I can't imagine Tom Cruise. No, not uh, really. But yeah. Tom Hanks probably would have been sure. pretty good at it. You he know? could make anything. He can, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the man can't even sing, and he pulled off Pinocchio. So, yeah. You know. Well, I say uh, <laughs> anything. I say Polar Express, no. Oh, or, come on. It's or, a really weird movie uh, that my kid loves. Or uh, <laughs> Cloud Atlas, you know. No, Yeah, I watched please. Cloud Atlas once. I still don't know what it's about. Even with Tom Hanks in it, it's like, please, no. Yeah. Um, I've, I, I've only seen a, a few scenes, you know, in a hotel room. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I'm switching to something else here. Yeah. Um, so behind the scenes info that I like, all this technical stuff that I like. There's a scene where Dark Helmet is dressed in safari clothes, searching for Lone Star uh-huh. um, in the desert with binoculars. He's got those huge binoculars, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and um, the vehicle they're on is floating. Right. And so when I see this, I think, okay, well, George Lucas, it's, sure. it's suspended. ILM. There's something, you know, it's something. There's yeah. It was all done with mirrors. <laughs> The, the entire base of that spaceship was lined with mirrors. Yeah. And uh, I love it's Hollywood. TV magic, man. Sure. Or movie magic. I mean. Uh-huh. Yeah, you got to love that stuff. And it's cheap movie magic, too. Cheap movie magic, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's funny also that Mel Brooks, being Jewish, uh-huh. pokes a lot of fun at the Nazis. Uh-huh. And one of my favorite moments of this movie is when the double, the stunt double that plays Princess Vespa comes out. And it's Adolf Hitler. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh-huh. I mean, it's, it's freaking Adolf Hitler. <laughs> and um, with but the mustache and everything. Uh-huh. You know? But, yeah. But so there's he, Jewish jokes in this, too. You oh, know, of course, uh, yeah. Like, uh, you know, she's, uh, they talk about Daphne Zanega's character that uh, she's Druish. Right. You know, and this is, well, funny. She doesn't look Druish. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and Mel Brooks later, you know, he said at first when it came out, he was a little... Um, Ashamed, you know, that he put so many uh, Jewish jokes in there. Right. But then uh, later in later years, he was proud yeah. that he had stuck with it. He had he had uh, stuck to his guns. Yeah. And and done that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I you know, there's but there's so many little nods in this movie to other movies and to oh, other yeah. music and I mean to just all kinds of stuff. I mean, even down 
to is just something as simple as they're going through the Ford galaxy. Uh-huh. So apparently that was a nod to Harrison Ford from Star Wars. Uh-huh. But also there was actually a car in production at that time called the Ford the galaxy. galaxy. Yeah. So I know, just old girlfriend of, had one. So, oh, yeah. yeah. She was well, the one. And the music. Yeah, she was the one. Right. That's <laughs> funny. Uh, <laughs> but um, the music, uh, when they're in the desert, yes. right, there's the theme to Lawrence of Arabia. Lawrence of Arabia. And. Um, yeah, I can't remember the other film. What's but, the yeah. other desert film? Um, Both David Lean. Yeah. Well, uh, Bridge on the River Quad. Bridge on the River Quad, yeah. But that's not that's really now, the desert. But still, but, yeah. but yeah, that is the other song that they uh-huh. reference and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it's funny that I, I read this line and I just thought this was such a great line. Mel Brooks said he wouldn't have played roles like yogurt if Gene Wilder hadn't abandoned him to do his own movies. <laughs> I think that's so funny. Yeah. I don't know why. Um, well, then he goes on to say, you know, hopefully I'll work we'll, with him again. we'll work with him again. And they never did. They never know? did. No. no. No, they never did. But imagine uh, Gene Wilder in that gold makeup for this. Uh, for, oh, he said for it was terrible. Yogurt, yeah. Yeah, he said it was like a real bad, not a great experience. Right. Um, a lot of like breaking out and everything. Gave like a that. rash Gave to his rash. skin. Um, he was also, he played the character like on his knees. So right. he was constantly on his knees. He knee said pads. His knees were sore all the uh, time. He yeah. said in the long run it was worth it. But uh, apparently it was not the easiest role he had ever played. I mean, it's Hollywood, it's right? Hollywood, you know? yeah. I mean, take a shower, wash that gold stuff off. You'll be fine. It's better we'll than do 80 more takes tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's better than standing in high heels for 40 takes or uh, having your head bashed against a gas pump, gas you know, pump. by Jonathan Winters. You know, so, <laughs> um, so the Schwartz. In the this, Schwartz. Um, I thought it was just a play on a r- rhyming word of force. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like I just thought, uh-huh. you know. But no, actually, come to find out. Schwartz was the name of Mel Brooks' legal counsel for this Schwartz. movie. Uh huh. So the phrase "May the Schwartz be with you" apparently a little more significance than I th- was thinking well, it was. But okay, uh, but there's another yeah. uh, meaning to the to the it's uh, <laughs> a slang reference to the male uh, organ. I, that's what I've heard. Yes. Yeah, I've heard that as well. <laughs> But, you know, they could say that, right? right? They, they, they could get away with they, saying that. Uh, uh, the censors wouldn't pull it. No, exactly. Um, so to speak. <laughs> so in 2015, um, Mel Brooks rumored, it was rumored, Mel Brooks expressed interest in making a sequel to this movie. Oh, really? Which, I mean, obviously, if he did, Bill Pullman, Daphne Zuniga could be there. But yeah, they don't have much. Well, she doesn't have much. No. Problem, but you're not you're not going to have John Candy. You're not going to have yeah. John Rivers. You're not going to have Dick Van Patten. You're not going to have maybe not even Rick Moranis. Really? Rick Moranis is still alive. Yeah. But he retired from acting and hasn't done anything since 2006, what? which I didn't realize until I read that. Oh, okay. Uh, was it his wife died? I is can't remember. One? Yeah, I can't remember. Or but he retired and hasn't done anything from 2006. Yeah. But uh, apparently the sequel, if there is one, uh-huh. um is going to be a parody of the one of the newest Star Wars, the Episode Seven, Force <laughs> Awakens. Okay, well, why not? Why not? Sure, worked the first time. I'm sure George Lucas would be on board for, <laughs> oh, for probably. you know, exactly a, a little help. more free advertising. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we were talking about Lone Star and all these other people who were supposed to play it and everything, and it ends yeah. up going to Bill Pullman, and then Bill Pullman years later 
is in a movie called Independence Day. Yeah. Pretty big movie. I saw that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was pretty good. Well, in this, in the Winnebago in this movie, his call sign is Eagle 5. Oh. And in Independence Day, he uses the sign Eagle 1. Oh, really? <laughs> pretty close. As a nod to Mel Brooks. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, um, we used to make fun of, uh, was it Red Six? It was uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Porkins. Yeah. In the uh, in the last scene, or the the uh, the raid scene of yeah. the Death Star, there's uh, one guy that's and he's made a career. He tours oh, and yeah. signs autographs, and he goes to Comic Con, you know, frequently. Uh, you know, people still had the same reaction that my friends and I had. He was <laughs> like, "Who is that?" The really fat guy, <laughs> right? He keeps talking. He keeps keeps saying he's there, but he doesn't ever seem to be doing right. anything. He doesn't get killed. No, and but he's okay. He's he's heavy, and they gave they gave the character the name Porkins. Yeah, are you kidding me? Come I on, know. come on. That's just asking for trouble. That was that was intentional. I yeah, it's not good. Um, I love one of Mel Brooks' lines, and uh, we'll have to close it with this because we're out of time. Oh. But. But Mel Brooks apparently does not like to eat lunch with the actors. What? He's quoted as saying, they are animals, and I will not <laughs> eat with them. <laughs> but apparently he made an exception for this cast. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, well, that, that's just Mel Brooks being Mel Brooks. <laughs> uh, so, um, good well, for yeah, him. Good for him. Um, and he got to be president in this film, which uh? is apparently one of his lifelong dreams. To be president? He got to be president. Yeah. Of a dystopian... <laughs> Whatever. um, All right. Well, that is the end of our time. Um, As I was saying, um, we are glad that you chose to listen to us today. And please continue to listen to us. And uh, I think there's some comments somewhere. If not, there's some on our OETA.tv website. Yeah. And let us know how we're doing. And and drop us a note. And uh, Keep it nice. Keep Keep it it, (laughs) That's right. Keep it professional. (laughs) And... uh, (laughs) And... uh, and so next week, we got another great comedy to come talk to you about, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Ooh. That is a great one. I, Man, I love yeah. Steve Martin in that movie. Mm-hmm. When he goes on the whole, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, if you have not seen it, it's hilarious. Blue prank. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's a great one. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye. Make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. You can preview all upcoming OETA Movie Club films at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And please, send your celebrity photos to P.O. Box 14190, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma 73113, or you can email them to us at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And of course, tune in every Saturday night at 9 and on Fridays at 11. We'll see you on the couch every weekend for a great movie, and fresh popcorn.